Okay, please introduce yourself. My name is Hannah. I'm from Bahrain. It's an Arabic country. It's a very small country. Maybe you cannot find it on the map. <laughs> it is between Saudi Arabia and Iran. It's an island, very small island. Can you describe the political system in Bahrain? Bahrain is ruled by the uh, Al Khalifa royal family, and most of the important uh, ministries are uh, ruled by Al Khalifa members, and it, it has oil. Bahrain has oil, but most of the money of the oil goes to Al Khalifa pockets. Uh, you mentioned Al Khalifa. They are a family who came to Bahrain uh, before 200 years, because maybe because of uh, the position of that island or that country. It is in a very good position uh, for trading. It's in the middle between East and the West countries, so it is a very good position for trading. And it was a beautiful country, really beautiful. There were lots of springs there and agriculture. Now it changed. There is no, not too much water like before, but it was a beautiful country really before. In the past, there have been some colonial regimes that have come to Bahrain. Um, that's, for example, the British have been there and now the Americans are there. Yeah. Um, have the Bahraini people, have they resisted the yep. coming of those colonial regimes? Of course they resisted and uh, the resistance was through many uh, demonstrations have been there in Bahrain. Bahrainis are aware of their rights, not not just after what happened recently, after 14th of February, but since the interest of British or uh, have been come to Bahrain, they were resisting and they struggled with what, what did they gone through from British regime, because of course nobody can let anybody take their lands and their rights to live and to gain from their own things on their countries. I understand that you are a school teacher, Hannah, and yeah. you are teaching your pupils, and those pupils were taken from your class and abducted by security forces. Could you describe those events? Yeah. Since the 14th of February, after what happens and after Arab Springs comes to my Bahrain, students also and all the Bahrainis were in streets for demanding their human rights. And students are, like any other sectors in Bahrain, involved in politics and participate in demonstrations outside the school before uh, before uh, protesting in schools and after the crackdown that happened in Lulu Randabouts for the protest of uh, people demanding their rights, students take an action in schools and protest outside their class, uh, classes so they have been targeted by their colleagues and by some teachers as well who are supporting the government because they were paid from the government to do so. So they have been targeted. Then the police starts attacking students or attacking 
the schools and arresting the students from the classes and treating them very badly, beating them in front of their teachers. And uh, I, I still remember when my students have been arrested from class and beaten very, very badly, and I couldn't protect my students. And that, that makes me feel very badly about myself. I, I don't want even to teach anymore after what I have been through. And they were, I mean, the security forces screaming on us and lots of verbal abuses and beating some teachers in front of their students and students in front of their teachers. So that was so painful for us and we couldn't do at that time anything to protect ourselves or our students. Been inspecting even my, uh, our mobiles to see if there are any political messages from any organizations. How many of your students were taken from your class? From my class, there were five students arrested. Have you heard from... When did this happen, and have you, have you heard from them since they were taken? Yeah, they have been released then, but after torturing them and exposing them to a very bad treatment, they have been beaten very badly. Some of them, even after they released, they couldn't attend the school directly. So they released because they were upset and suffered from what they have been going through. And it was so difficult for them to, to be enormous students again, classes and lectures again. How old were these students and were they both girls and boys? No, in Bahrain, uh, in the public schools, we have boys' schools and girls' schools separate. And they were teenage teenagers, because I was teaching in a high school. Their ages between 16 and 18. Were you teaching boys or girls? Girls. And so they, the security forces came into your classroom and started beating on girls? Yeah, imagine beating students in their classes and pulling them sometimes from their hair just because of they have been participated in, in peaceful demonstrations or protests. What did the girls do and what did they say? They couldn't protect themselves and, and you know, they are still young and that was so hard for them and they have been threatened even when they arrested them there in jail. Some of them were raped as well as teachers. Some of them were raped during their detention in jail. And that was the, the most worst thing that happened to students, especially they are still teenagers. So what will happen to their future? They, they have been destroyed them from inside, you know? That's too much what was happening and still happening until now. And it is not only about teachers and students. And by the way, the president of Bahrain Union uh, teacher, uh, Bahrain Teacher Union, is still in jail and his vice president also is still in jail just because he was he called for a strike after the crackdown of uh, Lulu Randabout protest being sentenced for years and his situation is very bad because he is not taking even his medicines and not taking the proper medical treatment that he needs. You mentioned a few times there this Lulu Roundabout could you describe the significance of that place and what happens there? It is in the capital, Manama. In, uh, okay? Yes. So people choose that place 
in the capital in the capital of Bahrain, which is Manama, to protest in and there were two periods. The first protest uh, after two days of the protest or three days, the government told the troops of Saudi Arabia to come to the country and roundabout was attacked at night while people were sleeping. Imagine people I mean by people from different ages, women, the men, the children, babies, were they sleeping before even the sun rise. And, and they were protesting there peacefully, unarmed, and they were attacked by guns, steel gases, toxic gases. Some of them killed there in the roundabout. And even ambulances were prevented to help injured protesters and, and people. People were transferring the injured protesters to homes secretly and treated by by volunteers, nurses, and doctors at home. Imagine in which country the protesters are prevented from from getting medical treatment that they need. Were some of your pupils at the Lulu roundabout? Yeah, most of the Bahrainis was on that roundabout. You know, Bahrain is a small country and the population is very small. It's even less than one million, you know. And most of the Bahrainis were on street protesting and participating in demonstrations just for demanding for their rights peacefully without using any arms. You mentioned that there were two phases or two periods uh, yeah. so what is the after, second after one crack, after the first crackdown of the Lulu Randabut protest then the uh, one of the royal families the son of the king was on TV and he tried to calm down people after what happened and he, he pretended that he was sorry about what happened to people and about people who killed and injured then they opened the roundabout again after killing also some some of the guys and the funeral of the the protesters who killed who killed in the first crackdown and then people continued protesting in the roundabout for nearly one month and after that again the troops of Saudi Arabia came to the country and they attacked the roundabout again and it is not allowed to pass through that area since that time. And by the way, they demolished, they demolished this roundabout. And when the, uh, the minister of, uh, um, one of the ministers asked about demolishing the roundabout, he mentioned that because it is something that uh, makes them remember, I don't remember the, the exact word, but he was meaning that it was be- because of bad memories about that roundabout. Imagine. This roundabout photo was also on one of the coins that that was being used in Bahrain. But after what happened, after demolishing, demolishing this roundabout, they cancelled even this coin. Nobody is using this coin now in Bahrain. Were they afraid that the coin would become a symbol for freedom? Yeah. You know, people, people then used to sail it with more than words. Sorry, what did you and say? they are keeping this in a secret places now. Ah, so they keep the coins in a secret place because it is a yeah. symbol 
for them. I've seen a picture of the roundabout and it has a, a big tall structure with a ball at the top. What does that mean? That six fingers means the six Gulf countries. Ah. By the way, Bahrain is within within the Gulf system. Saudi Arabia and Emirates and was uh, supporting Bahrain because they were on the approximately the same system and uh, they have the fear that if the change happen in Bahrain and Bahrain gets the democracy it it is for sure will affect their countries and they will lose their seats as well the so they have to support Bahrain so they protect themselves as well. So those six fingers stand for Saudi Arabia, Qatar, um, yeah. Emirates, United Emirates, Kuwait, and Bahrain. So they they are a crucial area because uh, particularly for the Americans with the fifth fleet is in the Gulf yeah. there. Yeah. So when the Americans attacked Iraq, they used their fifth fleet. Did they use Did they use their fifth fleet to help in that attack? Did they launch their missiles on Baghdad from the Gulf? Yeah, the whole Gulf was participating in that war against Iraq. So Saudi troops and troops from Kuwait, troops from Bahrain, they were with the Americans, were they? Yeah. And they actually invaded. You, you, you mean you mean you mean America participate in the crackdown? Uh, no, I was wondering. You said that um, the whole of the Gulf uh, participated in that war against Iraq. I was wondering yeah. whether um, Bahrain um, and Kuwait and Qatar whether they sent troops to invade Iraq alongside the Americans and the British and the Australians. Well, I'm not sure that they sent the armies along with the USA. But they were, I think, they were ready to to help in any manner at that time. I know that Qatar sent troops when NATO started bombing Libya. They sent troops to to Libya to defeat yeah. Al Qaddafi, and Qatar is aligned with the Americans. You can see that through the yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was true. Qatar sends its its troops when America used to send troops to Libya. So when we hear from Al Jazeera about what is happening in Bahrain, is that biased? Because um, Al Jazeera is located in Qatar, and when we, yeah. when we watch Al Jazeera television or watch it on the internet, their coverage of what is actually happening in Bahrain, is that true? It wasn't enough, really. It wasn't enough. And by the way, journalists and human rights defined us are not allowed to, to go to Bahrain. Okay, so the the journalists are excluded from Bahrain, so they can't cover what is actually happening. Yeah, yeah, and and some and some of them, there is one lady tried to enter the country, but as a tourist. Okay, and when they know about her, she had been arrested and then sent back to her country handcuffed the whole journey from Bahrain to London and she wasn't allowed even to to have drink or eat anything for maybe 24 hours or more I wonder if I could ask you about um, now that you are in exile from your country 
what will you do here in, in Australia? In what? In what? You're in, you are, have been banished. You've driven out of your own country. Um, yes. Um, how will you, what will you do now that you're in um, a foreign country as a refugee? What, what I, I will do about what you mean. Well, how, how will you live your life? Well, Australia is a very lovely country and there are lots of opportunities here and it is really better than my country. I'm, I'm very sorry to say that, but it's really a wonderful country and peaceful people and friendly and you can ask anybody, if you ask anybody about anything, they they will help you directly here. And my husband just started his own business and we are going well. Australia is still a country that locks up refugees and it also places children in detention. What do you feel about that? I really feel sorry about that, really. Because since I came to Australia, I didn't, I didn't experience that personally. I, I haven't been to detention, but I hear about that a lot, and I'm, I'm following the the news from time to time, and I really feel sorry about that because people have the right to to live as a human being, to to get their freedom, and this is very bad to put them in detention, and I don't know if they are if they are getting the human rights. The Australian government recently invited the United States and its military to come to Australia and it permits the Central Intelligence Agency to spy on people in the Middle East through its base at Pine Gap. What do you have to say to our listeners about Australia's alliance with the United States? Obviously, supporting United States and what what it is doing, or the way United States dealing with any any country or any problem happens in the world, means they are supporting and agree with USA of everything that it it is doing, and I don't think that this is right to do because USA has many faults. Why should the Australian government stop supporting the United States and Israel in the Middle East? Because USA is pretending that it encourages democracy in Middle East and in other countries. But if you are watching what's happening, USA encouraging people to get their rights and it is warning al-Assad and it was attacking Libya to stop al-Qaddafi of what he had uh, had doing to his people but when it comes to Bahrain USA is supporting the regime and it, it didn't do anything to stop the crimes of al-Khalifa in Bahrain so it is, it's not encouraging democracy in all countries. In reality, it's just pretending. So why Australia government is supporting USA in what it is 
doing while USA is not working in the same manner with all countries. Are you going to be involved in some of the activities that have been organised by Labor Start about there's a conference in Sydney coming up in November where they're going to try to talk about what has happened to working people in Bahrain. Uh, are you going to be participating in that conference? Yes, yes, of, of course. I will have a speech on Sunday in the Labor Start Global Solidarity Conference on the 27th of this month to just to raise a, a voice of what's happening in my country and what's happening to my people there which are suffering too much from al-Khalifa regime and you know it is rarely covered by foreign journalists because they are not allowed to enter the country and also people are the victim of USA interest in our country and USA is supporting by by the way the regime in Bahrain is there anything else you would like to add to our listeners about what they can do or what they ways in which they can find out more about what is happening in Bahrain of course people can help because if they become aware of what's happening in Bahrain, maybe we just speak about what happens to teachers and students, but it is not just about teachers and students. All sectors were affected. Even doctors who helped or treated injured protesters was jailed and tortured. Even football players who protest or participate in the uh, in the protest or activities against the government peacefully was jailed and tortured. Even lawyers and human dividers, you know, Nabir Rajab is still in jail now just because defining human rights in, in rights in Bahrain. And people are suffering every day, are raids every day and you know, even mosques were demolished there in the country just just for for nothing, just for demanding for human rights in Bahrain. So that if you if you just write Bahrain in Google or Twitter, you will find lots and lots. And we need people's support by sending messages to Amnesty to stop Bahrain regime from from doing what what is doing in Bahrain. So maybe they can put a pressure or something to stop what is happening there. Have you contacted the teachers' unions here in Australia to tell them what has happened to the union secretary who is in jail in Bahrain? Sorry? Uh, have you spoken to the teachers' unions here in Australia about what has happened to the members of your union and also to your union leader who is in jail? We tried to have a speech there in, in the rally, which is happening very close. Now, Bob, we, co we couldn't have the opportunity to go and to participate or to raise a voice there, but we, we have been spoken. Yes. Some yes. Well, thank you very much, uh, Hannah. Um, I wish you well. I hope that things improve in Bahrain, and I hope that the young people will they will 
be able to get rid of this um, horrible regime that is in that country. Thank you so much. Thank you for supporting and having me, and having me to raise the awareness of what's happening in my country. Thank you. And good luck with your baby. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.